Hey dreamers, welcome to the Dream Planning Podcast. If you've been led here, I believe it was on purpose. You are created and loved by God and your life is full of purpose. If you've been sitting in a season of searching or unfulfillment and you're ready to change your life and hear from God, this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Polly Payne, the CEO and founder of Horatio Printing, and I'm here to lead you in tactical, practical, faith-led trainings to help make your God-sized dreams a reality in your life and your business. Your dreams matter because you matter. So open up your planner, pour a cup of coffee, and let's dream together. All right, guys, it is a big day over here at Horatio Printing. I am so, so excited. The dream crafting course is open. The doors are open, so you can now join the Horatio Printing Academy. So excited. The first 50 people who sign up can use the code FIRST50 and get $50 off plus a personalized gift in the mail from me. When you sign up for this course, you also get access to our support group on Facebook. You'll get monthly live support sessions with me as a group. And then you're also going to get a $50 gift card to Horatio Printing to pick up any goodies you need for the course. So yay, I'm so excited. I cannot wait to welcome you guys into this course. And today I'm tackling some pretty big questions. Number one, am I qualified to pursue my dreams? Number two, is it okay to invest in myself as a Christian? And I'm talking about time. Like, is it selfish to have self-care? Is it selfish to just take time for yourself? Is it okay to monetarily invest in myself? Um, Is self-care selfish? Is pursuing my dreams selfish? Am I even enough to try something new? And if you have ever been plagued by any of these questions or you're just a little bit curious about it, I'm so excited to dive right in. Now, if you already know what your dream is and you're like, I'm actually, I've got a dream. I just need help mapping it out. Go back and listen to episode, I believe it's episode 35, where I help you reverse engineer your dream. So go back and listen to that. Just wanted to make a note there. So am I qualified to pursue my dreams? Am I qualified? Here's the answer that I'm going to give you. The answer is yes, 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 yes. If you know without a shadow of a doubt that God has downloaded a dream into your heart, yes. Oftentimes, God-sized dreams will feel a little bit out of the realm of possibility. And sometimes it's because they are. It, it takes you plus your future self plus God to make the impossible possible. And here's some comfort in that message in terms of your qualification. What I have seen and what I know about God, and I'm not saying I'm a you know theologian or anything, but I have spent some time with the Lord reading his word. And what I have learned time and time again is that God picks the underdog. He does not pick the most qualified person to pursue his dream. He usually picks the one with a stutter. He picks the one with an issue. He picks the one who who's sinned a lot, right? Look at, look at Noah. Look at David, look at Moses. All these people had issues, problems between whether it was adultery or drunkenness or lack of faith or a stutter, just something basic. Like God is not going to always choose the most qualified. He actually gets a lot more glory if he chooses the underdog and fulfills purposes through somebody who is less qualified. So you can hang your hat on that, that God is not asking you to have every single prereq 
done. He's simply asking for a willing heart. I love the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, this is out of the message translation, verse 26 through 31, it says, take a good look, friends, at who you were when you got called into this life. And it's talking about the life of living with Christ and being saved as a Christian. I don't see many of the brightest and best among you, not many influential, not many high society families. Isn't it obvious that God deliberately chose men and women that the culture overlooks and exploits and abuses? He chose these nobodies, air quote, to expose the hollow pretense of the somebodies. That makes it quite clear that none of you can get by by blowing your own horn before God. Everything we have right thinking and right living, a clean slate and a fresh start comes from God by the way of Jesus Christ. That's why we have the saying, if you're going to blow a horn, blow a trumpet for God. I just love what it's saying that God is not choosing the brightest and the best. He picks the nobodies. So if you've ever felt like a nobody or unqualified to pursue a big dream in your heart or a God-sized dream, guess what? You're not alone. And actually, God loves the underdog. Here's another thing about pursuing your dreams. Oftentimes when we start to pursue our dreams, we put these rules in place like, all right, well, if I'm going to start a business, it has to immediately take over all of my income. Or if I'm going to write a book, it has to be a bestseller or it's not worth it. So we put these expectations and these imaginary rules and it puts so much pressure on the outcome so once you get over the fact that okay yes i am qualified to pursue my dreams i'm qualified because i'm willing to try don't put so much pressure on the outcome that's called perfectionism if you're trying to do everything perfect you're going to get hung up you're going to find a noble hiding place to hide in to in order to take no action you have to be willing to pursue the dream and show up and just keep taking the next step don't put so much pressure on the immediate outcome. It is actually the kindness of God that things grow slowly. And the things that God creates, they grow slowly. And that's actually really helpful because as things grow, you have to learn to adapt, have to learn how to change. You have to learn how to do the new thing. And new things take growth. And when things grow super quick, it's really painful. I've heard so many stories of people as they grow a business, it grows, it just explodes and gets really big. And they end up making so many mistakes that end up basically killing the company because it grew so fast that they didn't have time to put the structures in place to have a healthy business, to have a healthy culture, to have integrity, to make sure they weren't bleeding money. So it's actually the gift of God that things grow slowly. So just take the next step. The truth is, is that God is madly in love with you. He's so in love with you. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And you have been created by God. You're actually God's handiwork and you were created to do good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do. It says that in Ephesians 2, 10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God has prepared in advance for us to do. But we have to be living a life of intentionality. We have to be spending time with God. We have to be healthy and whole in order to see and to do and to plan and have time to do these good works. And you can just be confident that your qualification comes from God. I know you've probably heard the saying that, you know, God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the called. 
And that's from 2 Corinthians verse 3, which says, sorry, verse 4, that says, Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves or claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. We have God on our side. Like, how amazing is that? You still have to bring your 100. You have to bring your all. But God brings his all. And guess what? His all is way bigger than our all. But we still have to bring our all. We still have to show up. We still have to have a life of integrity and intentionality and to show up and do the work, to carve out the time, to remove distractions, to have boundaries. And I talk about a lot of that more in the last three episodes. But let's move on to the next question. The next question is, is it okay to invest in myself as a Christian, is that okay? Is that bad? Is that selfish? Is that selfish ambition to invest in myself as a Christian? Am I supposed to give all my money away? Am I supposed to give all my time away? When it comes to taking care of yourself and investing in personal growth, I truly believe it's not just okay to invest in yourself. It is critical to invest in in yourself. It is critical in your legacy. It is critical in the people that are going to come behind you. It is critical in your relationships to invest in yourself. It is critical in your health to re- re- invest in yourself. I'm talking about time and money. If you are hurt, if you are broken, if you are living in trauma, you are more likely to hurt, to break, and to pass on the trauma If you are struggling with shame and anger and you're hurt, you're going to lash out. And I'm not saying this to condemn you. I'm saying this because I know it for me. If I'm hangry, and I'm not just talking about trauma, like if I'm hungry, tired, I'm going to be a really mean wife. Like that's because I'm not taking care of myself. I'm not sleeping. I'm not feeding myself. I will be mean. I'm not going to be bearing the fruits of the spirit. I'm going to be a spoiled vineyard. So if I'm not taking the time to take care of myself, I'm not going to be able to take care of my kids. I'm not going to be able to take care of this house. I'm not going to be able to steward this business I've been given. I'm not going to be able to show up on this podcast if I'm not taking care of myself. And there's so much important fruit on the other side of your obedience and saying yes to investing in yourself, investing in your health, mentally, physically, spiritually, relationally, in your home, in your business, in your finances. There's so much fruit on the other side of your obedience and intentional planning that I, I have to say it's, it's selfish not to. It's selfish not to. You've been given this gift. And so maybe taking that time to invest looks like, you know, obviously like time to read your Bible, making that time to go to church, to do corporate worship. Maybe for you, it's therapy. Like you need to invest the time and the money to see a therapist. You need to invest the time, the money to seek a spiritual director, to go on a healing retreat, to deal with trauma or strongholds, addiction. I do want to encourage you to join the dream crafting course. This is the kind of work we're doing. And often in that course, there are areas where it's like, okay, now that we've revealed and uncovered this childhood trauma, for example, you do need to seek a therapist. Like I'm not saying I'm a therapist, I'm a counselor, I'm a spiritual director. I'm just helping dreamers on the journey of wholeness. And I think it's so important to do the soul work to create a life schedule where you are making time for wholeness for you and for all areas of your life so that you can overflow 
to everyone around you to share the good news of Jesus and be the good news of Jesus. Let your life be a reflection of that. Let your life be the light, be the salt to bear the fruit of kindness, gentleness, peace, love, joy. Remember, you are a vessel for God. And we have to take time to look down and check out our vessel. Like we might have some holes. We got some cracks. We got some issues, you know, like we all do. None of us don't. Like if we've, if you've ever done the wheel and the planner, there's always an area that's, that's struggling, right? And so we are a vessel and Jesus is always asking us to examine our heart, examine our, where we're going, examine our dreams. The first recorded words of God in Genesis are, where are you? The first recorded words of Jesus in the book of John is, where are you going? God is always asking us to examine, to reflect, because he knows you have a really powerful brain because he built it. He wants you to sit and reflect on those things so that you can grow. And if we are always on our phone and we're always stuck in distraction land, we're not going to grow. And the enemy knows this. If you can stay stuck thinking, I'm not qualified to pursue my dreams and I can't invest in myself because I'm not allowed. That's selfish. And you never take the time to examine your heart, examine your vessel and grow. Well, the enemy can use that really well. He can keep building the roots of bitterness that have been planted in your heart from 10 years ago. He can keep you in unhealthy cycles because you don't even know it. And so we have to do the heart check. We have to do the soul check. We have to check our temple, our body. We have to have a healthy realization of who we're becoming. And even let's talk about money, like investing money. We are called to steward our finances. I'm not saying steward, steward, probably saying it wrong, but we are called to be responsible with our money, to not be in debt. And I think a big thing, you know, the Bible says, do not worry about what you will wear. And I I think that makes a lot of sense. Like we're not supposed to be stressed about our fashion or our clothing or what we're purchasing. That doesn't mean we have to wear a potato sack or our clothes that we hate, or we're not allowed to buy anything new. It just means that shouldn't be the focus of your life. We need to focus on contentment so that we're not purchasing to fill a void that honestly needs to be filled with God. And that comes from being hurt, from being broken. If you are broken and hurt, you're going to be a compulsive spender because you're needing to fill it. You need that boost. You need that, that dopamine hit. So all in all, yes, you are allowed to invest in yourself. Not only is it okay, it's necessary. You need to invest in yourself monetarily and also into your time. So that leads me to the next question. Is self-care selfish? Is self-care selfish? No, it's not. One of the most beautiful things that Jesus always was doing was self-care. I'm not saying he was going to the spa or anything, but not that the spa is bad. But he was always taking time to be alone with Jesus. You know, he could have been doing a lot of things, right? Like if you were Jesus, like you would think, man, I'm only here for three years in this ministry. Like I've got stuff to do. I mean, there were There was such a need for him, yet he prioritized being alone with God and taking time to retreat. I would call that self-care. So is self-care selfish? I think the enemy would love for you to think that, honestly. Like, yep, no, you're not allowed to have self-care. That's selfish. That's all vain, conceited uh, time. You need to be running on empty. You need to be 
exhausted. You need to be a martyr. You need to be unhappy. That's what, that's what working it out looks like. That's what Christendom looks like. It's an exhaustion. It's busy. Self-care is selfish. Those people that do all the self-care, well, they're just being selfish. The enemy would love for you to think that because you can't fulfill your purpose and truly be the light if you are exhausted, empty, and unhappy. Like literally, you how can you be the light of the world? How can your life reflect the good news of Jesus if you are so burnt out? So let's talk about the other side of this. Well, what does self-care look like, Polly? Like, how do I actually live that out? Like, I can try for a day, but like, how do I make an actual lifestyle of this? How do I actually make a schedule of this? And this is how I do it. Obviously, I use my planner, but more importantly, I've been using Chelsea Joe Moore's method on the fundamental needs. And this is something that she comes into the Dreamcrafting course and teaches in module four. And what we do is we actually list out our weekly fundamental needs. For example, my weekly fundamental needs is doing a marriage journal with my husband, having a specific fun, creative time with Jane. Obviously, I spend more than once a week with her doing fun stuff, but I have this literally carved out of just really present time with Jane. I have a Bible study five days a week minimum. I have a dance class for me and my mental health on Fridays. I'm finally doing it. I'm doing the thing. I've got a weekly sit down to look over my budgets. I have a fundamental need in all areas of my life, spiritually, physically, mentally, in my relationship, my motherhood, and my dwelling place, all areas. And I carve out the time to do it using the five block system, an AM block, a morning routine block, an AM block, a midday block, PM block, and then a nighttime routine. And right now, as I'm recording this, I'm in the midday block. So this is my work time. And so I know when I'm doing my fundamental needs for the week, I know everything is going to get its proper place. It's all been prioritized. I have the boundary created and I know I'm going to be taken care of. I have my self-care on lock and this is a system that is not that hard. When I say time blocking, I'm not saying this really strict, like, okay, for these 15 minutes, I'm doing this. Like it's not that it's, it's way more flexible and doable. I promise. I'm not actually a type A person at all. I'm way more like type B and, and creative. And so that's why I need a planner is just because I am so all over the place. Um, and it works. This is something you can actually do. Self-care is not selfish, but you do need a system for it. You need a system. So you'd also love Chelsea Joe's podcast called Systemize Your Life. She's a systems queen. Um, she spoke last year at the Dreamer Summit. She'll be speaking again at this year's Dreamer Summit. I cannot wait for that. But if you want to get some training from Chelsea Joe, jump into the dream crafting course. Now let's move on to the next question. Is pursuing my dreams selfish? What if I take time away from my family? What if this is going to take away from my marriage, right? Like we can really start thinking like, is pursuing my dreams selfish? It's a great question. And honestly, when I was creating the first planner, I was thinking, gosh, this is kind of selfish. <laughs> like it's like, what are my dreams? What are my desires? What do I want? But that's not really the heart of God. The heart of God is about others. And that's why one of the core things in the planner is the generosity planning, where we dream and plan our generosity because that is really the heart of God. But here's the thing. Let's go back to that schedule we were talking to that, in, that really encompasses your wholeness. 
when you are living a life of wholeness and you are moving towards being encouraged in all areas of your life, we all know what area we're feeling pretty discouraged in, right? You can probably pop that off the top of your head, like feeling discouraged in my health, for example. When you are pursuing wholeness, that's really when you can dream. But is my dream selfish? Often, eventually, your dream will truly impact other people. And so for that reason, I believe the dream isn't selfish. Now, if your dream is being born out of selfishness or out of toxicity in your heart, or your dream is being uh, born out of comparison, it can be. And it's good to test your dream. If you go back to episode 35, when we're mapping out your dream, the second step we do is test your dream. You should test your dream. Is this coming out of selfish ambition? Is this born out of coveting someone else what they have? Is this coming out of a healthy place for God? You should always test your dreams. But often, if you look at a dream and you really discover the why, it eventually will have an impact on other people in your life. For example, I want to get in shape. Maybe that's your dream. I really want to get in shape. You can say, well, that's kind of selfish. I'm just trying to look good in my bikini. But here's the truth. Getting in shape is going to help your marriage. It's going to help your relationships. It's going to help your example you're setting for your children. That's going to help your attitude. Like doing healthy things for your body is going to help all areas of your life. You're going to be less mentally foggy at work. It's just, it, it is all good. The wholeness stuff, trust me, trust me on this. Starting a business. Now that could be like, oh gosh, well, that's kind of selfish. I'm going to end up taking time away from my family, but you can grow a business. You can start a business as long as you have the foundations of wholeness and a schedule and have the boundaries around what is prioritized, right? We have God prioritized. I have my marriage prioritized. I have my kids prioritized, and then I have my business. So you can run a business, but you have to have a healthy you to have a healthy business. So if you're running a business right now and you're like, I am so stressed and everything is being neglected, but you got to focus on you because a, he- a healthy you is going to have a way healthier business. I honestly think living without the boundaries, without intentional living is actually selfish because here's the deal. You have a calling. I know you have a calling. God has a calling on your life and it's up to you to truly carve out that time to dream and to pursue it. So my last question I was gonna dive into is, am I enough to try something new? Am I enough to try something new? And I really believe that your willingness to try qualifies you to try, period. I think the fact that you're willing to try, you're qualified, that's it, try it. To have success in a dream, you truly need to go all in. Like I said before, you have to bring your 100. You have to bring your 100 and God will bring his 100. And when I say bring your 100, I'm not saying perfectionism. I'm just saying you got to show up. You know, it's not like, oh, well, I'll just wait and see what happens. Like, no, you need to show up. You need to do the research. You need to map out your dream and ultimately surrender it to God. It's in the surrender that you will have the breakthrough. Isaiah 41 10 says, fear not for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. That is Isaiah 41 10. 
God is with you. He is for you. He is in love with you. He wants to partner with you. And friends, your dream matters because you matter. And there's other people on the other side of your obedience that need you to say yes. Maybe it's just your children. You know, you need to say yes to a healthy lifestyle and that's going to affect generations to come after you. I want to remind you that you are enough. You are loved. You are a dreamer and you're worth it. You're worth the investment of time. You're worth the investment of energy and of money. You're worth it. And so I hope this has just blessed your heart today. And I hope you will prayfully consider joining the Dream Crafting course. I cannot wait to welcome you inside. If you have a request for an episode on the Dream Planning Podcast, please send me a DM. I would love to hear what you would like to hear next. And remember, today is the day to sign up for the Dream Crafting course. You can use the code first 50 to get $50 off. Plus you will be getting a free gift in the mail personalized by me. And you'll also get a $50 credit to Horatio printing. So you can grab all the goodies you want in our shop. So make sure you check that out. I cannot wait to see you in the Facebook group. I cannot wait to see you in our monthly live support session. So I can help you every step of the way as you go through this course. And it is a go at your own pace course. So you can fit it into your schedule, and I'm going to help you build a new schedule for your life to pursue wholeness and then ultimately dream healthy God-sized dreams. So I hope you will join us. Thanks for listening to the Dream Planning Podcast. I hope this episode has blessed you in some way, and if it has, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a quick five-second review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. I read each and every review and it lights me up to see how this podcast is helping you. You can also share a screenshot of this episode on your social media. Tag Horatio Printing and Polly Payne and I will reshare you. I'm so excited to connect with you on a deeper level. Now before you go, I want to make sure that you know you are invited to join the Horatio Printing Academy and take our course the dream crafting course. I want to help you step into wholeness to dream big in confidence with God. And if you sign up on May 14th or any day after, make sure you're one of the first 50 students to sign up. Use the code FIRST50 to get $50 off plus a free gift in the mail and you'll get tons of other bonuses and goodies. You can sign up at thedreamerinyou.com. So go there to learn more. You could also jump into the show notes and grab the link there as well. I cannot wait to welcome you inside of the Dreamer Circle. Have a beautiful day and I truly believe the best is yet to come.